Okay, so we are recording this channeling Amelin at about 11.30 at night on Thursday. And the reason why I'm doing it now is because all day I have been resisting. I've been resisting getting into this space. I've been resisting dealing with the struggles that are coming up. And I've been creating all these stories about what is. Um, and they're only based on fears from the past. So I understand this kind of, um, it's almost like going down the drain, right? Like a water tornado, as they say, as it starts to circle down the drain. I, I was watching all this happen. And even though I was watching it, I was still unable to pull myself out of it. Um, well, I did, because I'm here. Uh, but during the time, it was an interesting perspective to be in the midst of a struggle, feeling hopeless, knowing I'm in the midst of a struggle, feeling hopeless. <laughs> so I was very aware of the process of my, um, yeah, downward spiral. And this came about because a new awareness was uncovered. And it seems that the way I process a new awareness, and it's normally around vulnerability of emotions or um, my self-concept. So, or the, the work that I'm doing is attacking my ego programming. And when you remove a protection, then it gets all gooey and emotional under there. And that tends to send me on an adventure. <laughs> and this time I saw it happen as I was going through it, rather than just forgetting that this is what was happening and being in the middle of the ocean, if that makes sense, mm, without a boat. So not knowing, not having hope, not, yeah. Okay. So I went through all of that. And, the, and I have this love-hate relationship right now with this journey because, first of all, I don't get to choose it. And I say I don't get to choose it because there wouldn't be a point for Amelin, myself as I identify, to exist if this wasn't my path. That would be me escaping this which I am here for. And I know that only because in my deepest points of weakness. This is the work that continuously calls me back. The channeling Amelin, the work towards authenticity, the learning to become a mystic, the my whole path of, of inward, finding my purpose within, it's bigger than me. And that used, used to, yes, used to, um, scare the crap out of me because it's so much bigger than I saw my ability to do. But now in my weakness, what I notice is, is I'm so very grateful that it is bigger than I am because in my learning and growing to, um, on this journey moving towards that, right, it's pulling me. 
it's bigger than I am. So when I fall down, it's this purpose that it picks me back up. And I kind of hate it because there's a part of my ego that must love to fall down. You know, I'm falling down. I want to give up. I want to just start over with something completely different. And instead, my purpose keeps having me start over each second and saying, we're still here. We're still here. You're having an experience. We're still here. So it's almost like that parent that just won't go away. Um, yet they're there to hold the space for your potential. And in your breakdown, there's this um, kind of frustration because you want to isolate, right? When you're in fear, the best thing for your ego is to isolate so it can get regrounded in your stories. And when the outside world is, um, how do I say, is challenging the stories of reality that we have, then being alone helps us preserve that. So when I was going in a downward spiral of, um, I can't do this. It's not in my best interest. I'm just fooling myself. I mean, there was just, whew, I could see the soup thickening and I started to be pulled down in the weight. Um, but I saw it. Yeah. And my stories tried to preserve themselves. So again, it's a blessing and a curse. The blessing comes from, I'm not alone on the journey. And the curse comes from, this journey is never ending. This is my existence. And, and that constant battle with my travel partner, companion, which is myself and building the relationship along this journey together. So this is why we're doing the Channeling Amelin this Thursday at 11.30 at night. <laughs> but I still want to honor the process and go in. I am understanding the lessons that are coming right now for me are balance. It's when I can find this balanced state that I pop back into. So my pendulum swang. <laughs> I was I was full of optimism. Woohoo! And then I was like, holy shit, I can't do this. Woohoo! And then finally I stabilize in the middle and go, okay, I can understand both of those perspectives. And they're both um driven from a fear of the of, of facing the now. Because when you face the now, then both of those extremes are evident. But when I'm living in either the future and my anxiety about what if, what if, what if, what if, or the past of um, worry, my programs will continue into the future, preventing me from realizing blah, blah, blah. Um, all of that comes up. But when I'm in the present moment, I can see it. And therefore, I can let go of it. So I do want to honor the process of doing my channeling Amelin and, and getting into the moment and just experiencing some balance and see what will come up from that. To take us through the process that I follow, I'm using a completely organically um, created process for my own personality 
we all have um, ways of being and we know our true self. And if we don't know our true self, we can find it simply by being with ourselves. So there's nothing to buy, there's nobody to follow, there's no right or wrong. Um, all it takes is just the intention and commitment to do um, or put in the effort to build the relationship with self. And in my relationship with self, um, we're currently facing the balance of the challenge of finding balance. So here's this process. I weight myself into um, the ground or what I call our shared reality. There's billions of people on this planet and everybody holds a different perception of their life. What it means, how it goes, what is right, what is wrong, the experiences that they have. But within those billions of, of humans, there's certain aspects that we can agree on reality. And it's on those terms that we interact. So by myself using visualization to ground, I'm continuing to agree to this experience with other humans and the reality that we share. Okay, so even though my perspective and my reality and what I'm going through every day is my own, there is a level that I can meet with other of my species, right? With humanity. That's my grounding. Understand this is my game, but ultimately I am connected to the consciousness of all of the species. Ultimately, um, we are designed as a species, as a collective. So it's not my life in isolation. It is my life grounded in this experience that we hold as a species. And every human that I come across with, um, this helps me ground into our shared experience. So I ground myself by using this roots of the tree going deep, deep into the ground. And then up through my body, I enter into a channel of a trunk. So like inside of the trunk of a tree, which um, brings forth kind of like a bridge, okay? A bridge for my visibility to go from the collective part that we share into the unique expression that only I have as Amalyn. Okay, so I'm tapping into my highest consciousness. Um, this is the space, it bridges into the space where um, most people use for prayer, right? So when we um, speak out something outside of ourselves, there's something that exists in um, our reality that's outside of hers. Now, what outside of us, whatever you believe, it could be your religion, um, it could be your Jesus or Mary, or it could be, um, well, whatever you pray to. It could also be um, in science in terms of the unconscious. Um, this is where you do your visualization. This is where uh, you could collect to the, connect to the collective consciousness where all knowing exists. I go into this space um, because I know it's beyond my ego and what I create here is two different sections. One which is my council and this is just who I'm interacting with. So basically different forms. They have no faces because I don't have identities to um, 
for some reason I can't grab the label of what they are. Are they prophets? Are they gurus? Are they um, humans of example? Yeah, I don't have any of those that come up into my highest self. Um, and it's not even my face. It's just these energies. Um, and then on the other side, I bring up uh, my mentor in this living world, <laughs> in our connected world, Teresa. And we're equals in our journey that we're discovering together. But I use her um, talents and her gifts of how she holds space for me in real life. And I recreate it in this space. So I bring her energy up so that she can coach me through um, the journey of the, um, the channeling, right? So take a breath, slow down, it's okay, go through the pain. She's basically coaching me. So I'm just grabbing her energy and, and bringing that up into that space. And we have mutually agreed for that to happen. All right. And then past this space where I do my work, this is where I ask questions. Um, and then I get my visualization. So I see visions. And I don't see visions just like looking in a magazine. When I see visions, it's like being in virtual reality. It's a movie, but um, I can taste, I can smell, I can feel. It's like I'm living that life. All the senses come alive for me in that space. So it's really difficult for me to... Um, hold and understand that that is only one reality that I'm experiencing. And that is why the importance of this grounding, because this is such a beautiful um, alternate reality. It's easy for me to get caught up in that. And I, and I need that bridge to bring what I learn up here into my experience with everybody else. So above this area that I work in, um, which comes up as my aurora borealis, leaves of a tree, the, um, the bows of a tree, they're in the colors of the aurora borealis, and they're just like leaves that twinkle up there. I have a light that kind of goes up from, or up and down, it's like, <laughs> like an elevator, um, from the top of my head into all the way through my body, up into, I don't know, I visualize it about... Uh, maybe a good three, four feet above me, if that. I can't touch it when I raise my hand, <laughs> let's put it that way, as I visualize. It's above my hand, but it's not like up in what you would call the heavens, right? So in my visualization, everything's kind of like, I can see myself inside the tree, there's the leaves, and then up above above where my hand can reach. I have this other hole, right? So it's like a white light and then the white, a light of a hole in something of white. And so I can kind of shimmy up this pole with my consciousness. It's not like I see my body doing it. I just take my consciousness and my focus up into that hole. And now I am with the I am. And in this space, it's a complete disconnection from all of my creation. And that includes my personality, my stories, including the collective consciousness. All of that is um, a creation and experience. But it, being in this space reminds me that I am a expression of all and nothing. I'm an expression of God's source. I'm an expression of universe. I'm an expression of molecules of um, all of this stuff. Okay, so this experience that I'm having is separate 
it is not I am, it is not what I am, I am the one creating this experience. So these are the spaces that I work in and each one has a purpose. So I'm gonna go through that. The way I get into it is I um, use four, seven, eight breaths. So I breathe in for a count of four and then I hold it for a count of seven and then I breathe out for a count of eight. I'm gonna go ahead and do that in three cycles and then I'll take myself through the imagery and then finally the last step is to remove my ego from the space so let's go ahead and do this. Breathe in. Okay, now that my breathing has slowed down and I'm focused on this moment in time and space, I'm going to see the roots of my tree deep into the earth, up through the channel, the trunk of the tree, up into the bows, the colors of the aurora borealis, and there's my council. And Teresa, okay, I have the connection to the I am. And now I'm gonna go ahead and see my Ebenezer Scrooge kind of um, candle. And the flame is quite bright. I'm gonna take that candle, move it back through my body, visually and over to the right. And I have a, um, a brick wall like a probably uh, thigh height and I just place it on that and then let it know that I will come back for it the ego is an expression that I play through so it is important that I have but in this moment I want to work on the programming behind the ego so I am removing it so it won't interfere in the process So now that I'm in this space, I just go ahead and either have an intention of mind, so I just think of something, normally a fleeting thought that I've been through dealing with um, during the day will come up, or I specify questions. So today I've been learning about balance and facing the current moment. So what is my highest good to know? Or what wisdom could I glean from today's experience? And then I just wait for any visuals to show. Currently what I see, I guess you can call it my mind's eye or the theater of a mind. It's like I'm sitting in the theater but I'm watching a blank screen. It's just dark. And then I'll quiet down and just watch. So I'm seeing a park, 
It's very important in this process when I visualize that I surrender into it. So I don't try to seek. So I'm not looking with um, a control aspect. It's more of an allowing and um, allowing what is without questioning the imagery. So I have no idea when I receive these visions what they are until I allow them and begin to uh, watch them unfold. So right now I'm seeing the park and I can see every detail of the park, including feel the temperature change in the part of the shade that is touching my skin as I'm standing underneath this big tree. And across from the park, oh, I've been in this park before. Okay, so it's taking me to, um, I would call, I think believe the name of this park in reality is Papago Park. So there's this um, park and it's got grass and trees and across the street are these apartment complexes. And it's this budding up of, of um, nature. So even the birds and there's ducks, there's like a little pond here and I can see the little squirrels. And then, so there's this like this, this hint of nature. I mean, it's not full blown. They just gave me a comparison of, of a picture of the jungle. Woo, that is much more um, nature influenced. But um, it's almost like this nature is butting up against this, this human design, right? So these apartment complexes, the concrete, I can see the manholes, I can see like all of this that human created next to that which is um, which has been given space to exist amongst human creation so the nature is what naturally gets pushed up from the earth right so humans don't have to um, um, bend down and grab up that which is already designed to do um, what we are learning is to allow it because our ferocious creations can overpower the space of the nature and that's the imbalance so it's almost like um so today my my human creation my experience my focus on um uh, focus on the memories the focus on the programming the focus on the past and and perpetuating that in a controlled um, that which was will always be way that is my human programming and that's butting up against what I am now allowing to exist is the nature or the natural process in my life and so those two things it's almost like we have to continuously go back and check and say how much of each do we want and what are the benefits and the cost of each existing. So the nature absolutely does bring benefits, but it also brings costs to human creation because if we allow nature only to exist, then we will not use our expression of creation, of manipulation of that environment around us. And the reverse is if we rely only on our creation, then we will kill off the resources which naturally are provided for that creation. There is a balance that comes from these two existing. And we're constantly going into each one and saying, is this healthy? Is this productive? Is this uplifting? Is this nourishing? 
And today there was a um, discussion at the table. So, <laughs> so now it's like my counselors are coming. So they're like, we were discussing um, how much were we going to do this and how much we were doing this. And the way that I experienced it in my human experience was my old beliefs are butting up against these allowed new um, expressions coming. So uh, my programming with my natural expression are starting to butt up against each other. And my frustration is my decision making of how much space am I going to leave each. And the only way that I can find that is by my intention to find a balance. If my ego wants to win more over the space of my natural expression, then I'm going to feel that. And that's what I felt in my, my resistance and frustration. And the reverse is if my nature or my natural expression wins over my creation, then I will be reserved to sit in a chair all day long and not interact with the creations. So um, there, there's that balance that's happening right now or that's um, being seen and experienced and I'm it's walking on a tightrope but not in the sky because I'm not gonna fall it's just getting used to the wobbliness of trying to be in the middle of both options when does this end when you choose it to end okay that frustrates my ego. My ego just went, hello. Like, it's funny because it's like, right now, I'm still in the space, and my ego's in the back. I can see how it tries to jump in, because the flame kind of went, and then it's almost like if I continued down, that flame was going to jump back into my space. So I'm going to consciously, just because I became noted, I, I became aware of that visualization, and um, what it's telling me that I'm going to move my um, my ego back just a little bit further but also I'm going to console not console what's the word I'm going to reassure <laughs> reassure my ego yes you have space we're finding balance this is not your time to express and gratitude for the existence of my Play expression in this world, my ego. Okay, back to this space. All right. So when do we find this balance? Or when does this frustration end? When I choose it so. So the struggles are a choice. It is an unfolding that happens at a pace that I am comfortable with. I can choose to end all the struggle now and just accept what is. Or I can continue to have these experiences play out until I learn the lesson. The pacing is in my experience. I know the answer when I know the answer. The application of applying the answer will only happen when I remove all programmings that allow a space for this new programming to go into. And I choose how much I want to resist the removing of that old program. The more that I fight to protect its existence, the longer the time. <laughs>
of my experience will um, be unfolding. So again, this is not a right or wrong. It's what experience would I like to have. At any time I can feel that, ex that resistance. At any time I can fight for the justice of my ego. <laughs> but it is still my expression. And I get to choose when I employ it and when I don't. And ultimately it would benefit if I would employ it in times when I am aware and I can learn from it, rather than give it control, that ego control, of running without my consent. So what happened right now, um, there's going to be a little pause. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to edit this out. But then I got anxiety right away. So I am just going to continue and keep this in this organic process. So that click, click, click was um, my cat trying to see out the window, which I had closed the blinds. And it called my attention so much that I popped out of my visualization. I was just like, and it, and it popped with a frustration. Like, could you please stop? You know, just this <laughs> frustration. And so I popped and then all of these questions, should I do this? Should I pause it? Should I, and I just took a breath real quick, went and opened the window for her. And when I came back, I realized my anxiety was around, now I'm gonna have to figure out how to edit this out. So my ego jumped to the future and right away, I lost my balance. Interesting. It was a, a very obvious peak in discomfort, like an emotional, um, if my emotions were like on a, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. A, um, yeah, no words. So I'm going to have to take a second to go back in and see if there's anything else coming up. And then um, if not, we'll conclude. And that's what it was. I do understand um, the lessons that I'm getting now. But we'll just finish this because I was so rudely interrupted. No. <laughs> okay. There you go. Three deep breaths. I'm not going to talk through the process. I'm just going to go because speaking through it, it takes me, <laughs> I don't know, I might get it on the routine down to like two minutes or so. But if I see it, I can do it in like 30 seconds or by the time I'm done with my breathing. So going back in for seven, eight breaths. Oh my goodness, she's now scratching at the door. Oh my goodness. This balance. Okay, it is what it is. Life happens. It's okay. We can stay in this moment and just deal with what arises. I will postpone my breathing. Come open the door. You may go out. Okay, 
I'm going to shut the blinds again. And right away, I have a little bit of anxiety going, maybe I shouldn't because she's just going to come back in and she's going to do it again. And if I shut the door, oh, the mind has already begun to go into the future. All right. I am going to take my breaths to come back to the now. This is good practice for being out in life. It's just much slower right now. <laughs> All right. Four, seven, eight breaths, and we begin again. Okay, we're back in the space now. All right, so the, the question was on balance. I got that information. So I just wonder if there's anything else that's in my highest good to know at this time as I continue on this journey. So I just... I keep seeing this light bulb. I'm just going to call it out. Sometimes I see things and I go, is that it? I don't know if that could be it. And again, I just try to surrender into it. So here's this light bulb. The light bulb isn't like in a, light, a lamp, though. It's just like just the light bulb. Like when you have an idea and it turns on, oh, that's what it is. Okay, so it's like, ding, this light bulb's on. It's like an idea. So here's an idea. Showing me the pillow. Oh, it's showing me sitting and meditating on my pillows. <laughs> like I have these floor pillows and it's just sitting and meditating. So I'm assuming that um, my, <laughs> here's an idea. Maybe you should pay more attention to your meditation practice. <laughs> that will definitely bring more balance programming. <laughs> okay. So we were at, I think, 35 minutes, and we're done. Um, I don't know how this is going to continue to pan out because I'm going to be focusing on staying in the moment and allowing it to organically unfold. So tomorrow I am going to meet with Teresa, and we're going to be working on the Channeling Amelin book together. Um, but next week... I don't know if I'm going to commit to only doing it in the morning. I might organically see where it unfolds because today's resistance led me to a new discovery of a different energy. Hmm. But I don't think I would be able to do it at, at midnight. My cat is now scratching on the blinds that I closed, wanting me to open the window. <laughs> So I guess it just turns a frustration into, I 
maybe a humorous acknowledgement that how crazy our world is and that this stuff just keeps happening. I haven't, I could control her, but that's not my desire. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, instead of good morning, it is good night. And we'll talk to you soon.